Hey, what is up, soccer fans all over the world? Welcome to the Saudi Soccer Show. What an exciting week in the action for the Saudi Pro League. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Lofermento, joined by the voice of soccer in America, Nick Webster. Nick, how are you feeling this week? I'm feeling absolutely jazzed because we had two rounds of the Saudi Pro League this week. And guess what? The cream is rising to the top. It's true, and I'll tell you what, a few weeks ago, you were doing your little samba dance here on air. Well, this week, it was Cristiano Ronaldo doing a traditional Saudi dance after his goal celebration, which I don't know which fans loved more, the C or the Saudi dance, but I think we've got to start with Ronaldo's Al Nassar. Nick, you've had a lot to say about Ronaldo's men this season. Where are you at right now with them? Phew. Well, incredibly, as I was watching the, the live scores come in and Al-Nazar actually played on the Friday, they fell down to 17th in the league on the live standings. 180 minutes later, woo, Al-Nazar surging up the charts. And uh, I know you're smiling very smugly, but your boy CR7 has a lot to do with that. Five goals in two games. And I was very concerned. I wasn't concerned about him. I was concerned about a certain Sadio Mane. Well, Mr. Mane is now Mr. Mane because he can't stop banging them in either. And what we're beginning to see is the beginning of a beautiful, I'm going to make a heart there, a beautiful heart, love, duo, Sadio Mane, Cristiano Ronaldo. They are cooking. And it's obvious to me just by looking at the body language and the quality of goals these two men are scoring is that they are in perfect sync with one another. It really is quite beautiful to watch. Yeah, and if fans didn't get a chance to see Ronaldo's assist to Sadio Mane, you definitely want to check that out. It's not from the most recent round of fixtures because we are covering, as Nick talked about, two weeks of fixtures. Fixtures are piling up now. We're coming at you every week, but we can't even keep up with the matches. So Al Nassar had a 5-0 away victory over Al Fateh, and that's where Cristiano bagged in hat trick. And most recently, they beat Al Shabab 4-0 off of a Ronaldo break two penalties. Nick, I'll tell you what, what a lot of fans might be surprised about is, especially you and I like to to paint the contrast between Major League Soccer with Messi arriving here in the United States, as well as Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League. We paint the contrast between those two quite frequently, whereas Messi is getting a lot of favorable calls in MLS. Ronaldo and Al Nassar are doing it the hard way. Talk to us about that, because you haven't always been Ronaldo's biggest fan, but you've got to give it up. He's scoring penalties, headed goals, right-footed goals. He's assisting. He's finding a new gear with Al Nassar and his new teammates. Well, I've got to say the competitiveness of the Saudi Pro League is, is far ahead of Major League Soccer. Um, now, we've seen Messi in one uh, one league game so far. He was playing in the League's Cup and, and then the U.S. Open Cup. And I mean, I think we have seen the fact that uh, Mr. Messi either is in a lot of space or nobody's going anywhere near him. It's either one or the other. Um, Ronaldo is always in the thick of the action. And he's actually, he's taken a lot more physical abuse than I actually thought. Um, I think the I think the SPL has been really underrated in terms of its physicality, in terms of its uh, athleticism. And Ronaldo has always been, let's say, the consummate athlete. And I think his, his second goal uh, 
in the 5-0 win was a classic Ronaldo header. And once again, I mean, I, I played it a couple of times and, and, and listeners, go to YouTube, find, find that, and you'll see that Cristiano Ronaldo still has the most incredible hops I've ever seen. I mean, he was literally five, six feet off the ground, in the air, power header, just just classic Ronaldo. So uh, I think that, yes, he might be slowing down in terms of his you know straight line speed. And of course, he's 38 years of age. But his athleticism, his ability to, to climb in the air and hang there, and that's one of the beauties of Ronaldo, his ability to hang in the air and his timing is second to none. So, um, yes, I was very harsh on Ronaldo. I will I'll hold my hand up. I was very harsh on Ronaldo and Mane last week in the show because Ansar were doing very, very poorly. But now, of course, they've turned it around and they are zooming up the standings to sixth place. Yeah, and if we take a look at the, the league table, last week I had to be creative with our graphic design, but this week we see them right up into the top six, which is encouraging, but you spoke about the competitiveness of the Saudi Pro League just now, and when you look at Al-Itihad and Al-Ali at the top, they are obviously a perfect 12 points out of 12 points possible, but the ones who are chasing them, I mean, Al-Halal, we've got to talk about, and we will inevitably talk about the strength of Al-Halal. It's just fascinating to me to see that these players these teams don't have all their star players up and running just yet but hey if we're talking about the golden boot race Cristiano Ronaldo already in the front with five goals out of the opening fixtures so we definitely have to talk about that but when it comes to superstars we also have to talk about Neymar no Neymar no problem yes I mean look he had he had the most amazing introduction we've ever seen it was just the 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 drone show was just quite simply unbelievable but Al-Hilal in the transfer market, once again, signing Alexander Mitrovic from Fulham for a healthy sum of money. And Mitrovic, in his debut, what does he do? He scores a classic Alexander Mitrovic goal. Super header, ghosting in behind, uh, be- between two defenders, nodding it home. And a big, big win for El Hilal because they were playing Stevie G's Al <laughs> yes. Nick, go for it. Lay it on yeah. us. I- I'm, yeah. I'm going to call you out publicly here on the air. Nick, you've been waiting for this dad joke all week. Go on. No, I can't do any dad jokes. Seriously. No dad <laughs> jokes for me. But you, you can do the dad jokes because, you know, you're, you're younger. And- <laughs> Are you suggesting that Stevie G's squad might be Al Etifact? <laughs> I, I'm, I, yes, you know, I was thinking about it. I, I wanted to do it, but I couldn't do it. I'm letting you do it. This is the, this is a really interesting thing because Alati Fakh, they started off the season pretty confidently. A uh, couple of good wins, not, not, not a stroll, certainly. And, and I think we saw in, in the first game of the season the relief on uh, Stephen Gerrard's face when they did get the, the little 2 1 victory. But the last two games have been very disappointing. One one draw against the bottom team in the league, and then you're going up against one of the big boys. You got to have a result and wasn't good enough. Just simply wasn't good enough. And uh, you know, Malcolm with a goal, that Brazilian, he can't stop scoring. His fourth of the season. He's he's up at the charts there. And I, I gotta say, Jorge Jesus, the the manager, is really finding a beautiful blend and a beautiful chemistry within his squad. He has so many weapons at his disposal 
and he hasn't even had to bring out the Neymar, who currently is injured. Uh, we're, we're not quite sure what that injury is, and we're not even sure what the status of him is when he's going to be making his debut. But just imagine Neymar still to come. You're perfect on the season. Four games played, four wins. I think Al Hilal are in a beautiful, beautiful moment. For Steven Gerrard, I got to say there's some pressure because he has spent a lot of money and dropping five points is absolutely brutal. Let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the standings and you can see exactly what we're talking about here. I mean, you're already five points off the leaders, and that's that's going to be tough to make up because. Who are you going to get the points back off? You've got to go Al Hittihad. Are you going to win there? No, you're not. Are you going to be Al Nassar on the rope? Probably not. So, unless there's a huge slip up, Gerard has got to find a way to get his squad playing on a more consistent basis. And look, for me, anytime you go to a game and you don't get on the score sheet, alarm bells are ringing. Because this game is about goals. You've got, to, you've got to score goals to win games. And one goal in their last two games, it's not good. Yeah, it's true. And especially when you look at that, I mean, what stands out to me when we look at the table is you've got Al Nassar in sixth place with plus six goal difference. You've got Al Halal plus eight, Al Ali plus seven, Al Itihad already plus 12. They're at winning by average three goals per game. You talk about that for Al Etifak at plus one, not very impressive. And I love the fact that you chose to call out Alexander Mitrovic because you're right. The man scores goals no matter where he is, whether he's with Fulham in the championship which is a very difficult league to score in Fulham in the Premier League he showed up and now in the Saudi Pro League he's showing that he knows how to find the back of the net and I think what's fascinating about Mitrovic which is unlike a lot of other leagues around the world Mitrovic forced this move through he wanted to come to the Saudi Pro League and I think there's a lot of value in that it's a trend we've seen all summer long is that This isn't a case of players wanting to retire there or having limited options. This is a case of players say, I want to go ply my trade there. And for guys like Mitrovic, who have made a career in the top leagues in the world, this is him saying, I want to play with the top stars in the world. Why? Because he's a bona fide star. And I love seeing him on the score sheet. I've got all the love in the world for strikers. It's getting to the point, Nick, where we have to ask the question, are are the best strikers in the world, aside from maybe Holland and Victor Osman, in the Saudi Pro League? Yeah, you could quite you could say that, but you know, interestingly enough, you know, a couple of the strikers that we're, we're going to talk about in the show, a certain Mister Benzema and Vitino, who uh, plays up front for El Hitifak, have both got injured this weekend. Now, I'm wondering if it is the fact that we did have two rounds of fixtures within the space of three or four days. I know throughout world football, players are. That they're pretty upset about the number of games they're, they're expected to play. We've got an international break coming up, but that's not a break for the international players. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great break for players who, don't, uh, who are not good enough for their national teams. They get to sit back and just go to training. But once again, a lot of games coming up. I'm going to be interested to see the condition of, of the internationals when they come back to Saudi Arabia after competing in... European Championships in uh, in uh, South America. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. 
Yeah, and you talk about fixture pileup, which we for sure, as you and I were prepping for today's show, we felt that way with regards to just Saudi Pro League fixtures. It's only going to get worse with the Champions League starting up. And I'll tell you what, Nick, fans, new fans of the Saudi Pro League might not appreciate the travel involved when it comes to the AFC's Champions League. And UEFA, yes, if you go from England to Germany for a fixture, we all know that that's a short flight. But if you're Ronaldo and you've got to go to the likes of Turkmenistan, or we'll talk about the Champions League draw in next week's roundup, but it's some serious travel. Domestic fixtures start piling up, the Cup start, the Champions League starts, there's a lot more to come, but on that line, we've got to give a shout out to the defending champions, Al-Itihad, because like I said, 12 points out of 12, Nick, they are still perfect. They are rolling. Look look at the results. 3-0, 2 4-0, 3-0. What I'm going to say to you here, Brian, is Oh, okay, we can, we can talk about the strikers all day long. And it's very easy to do because, you know, we, we love goal scorers. But let's give it up for the back line. Nermash in goal. Yet to concede this season. Hawazi is one of the best left backs going. I love Bussamd. Uh, and and Gro is the number one for uh, Nuno Espirito Santos's team. He's just superb as well. So you've got, you've got great competition within the goalkeepers. Uh, and... As I've said to you before, they have the greatest shield ever in front of their back four, N'Golo Kante and Fabinho. And N'Golo Kante even got an assist this weekend. So I've got to say that, you know, Nuno Espirito Santo is probably giving his his guys license to go forward when they see the opportunity. And I think Fabinho and, 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 and Kante have, be, have traditionally been, you know, defensive-minded players, but... We also know that they're incredibly skillful and the fact that they're getting these clean sheets, the confidence through it, running through the team is, is superb. Jota got his first goal of the season uh, and uh, I love Coronado as well. He's, uh, he, he's getting third goal of the season. He's got two assists already. Lots of, lots of good things happening with uh, the champs. Yeah, and I think a big part of that is you stole it right from my lips is the, the diversity in their goal scorers. Also, shout out to Romarino who got the first goal of the match. That was in the 63rd minute. They had to wait a while, but still pulled out a 3-0 road victory. That's incredible. Nick, this isn't something we see across all of the big sides. How many different goal scoring threats that they have. And I think that over the course of, here's that theme again of fixture pileup. It's only going to get more difficult. You need that diversity diversity in who can score goals for you. If we equate this to so many different top sides around Europe, how many of them are top heavy? How often is Erling Haaland scoring? Nick, I know he ruined your fantasy league last year. So many of those considerations, but Al-Itihad looking truly strong when it comes to how many different goal threats they have. And gosh, is it easy to say that when they can attack knowing that Fabinho and N'Golo Conte are holding that space in front of the the back four. So strength all around. Yeah, I mean, just think of the confidence that gives you as, as an attacking player. You know that you can try something different because if you lose it, there's protection behind you. How many times, and, and, and especially in, in the modern game, so many goals scored from counterattacking. How do these counterattacking op- uh, uh, happen? Because of a mistake. A forward gives away a ball in a dangerous area and all of a sudden the other team's off to the races. That doesn't happen when you have... Kante and Fabinho sitting there. Yeah, it's true. We've got to move on because I'll tell you what, anyone who just says 
can I get into the Saudi Pro League? Let me pick a team. Let me look at the, the league table. They're inevitably going to see one name that stands out, and that's Al Ta'awun. Nick, look at their start to the season. They're in the top four. You and I didn't peg them as one of the five to look for this season. What's secret in magic in the water? Well, once again, it's the back line. Uh, the last three games, 270 minutes, they have conceded how many goals? Hmm, I'll give you a little hint. Oh, that, that's none. Okay, Melson in goal is so athletic. Um, and he's, he's one of these goalkeepers that just absolutely owns his box. You know, we, we, we see great shot stoppers. We see goalkeepers who are good with their feet. But I love the goalkeeper that controls the entire penalty area. And, and, and he certainly does that. Yeah, and um, let's talk. I want to talk about Mateus for a second because I think that he's obviously been instrumental in their success. What I love, Nick, I always love this in a player. He's a, a very skilled Brazilian player. Missed a penalty in, let's see what minute was it? It was the eighth minute and he missed a penalty. Went on to grab the winner, the one and only goal of the game in first half stoppage time. That says a lot. And I think when you look at their results so far, you talk about the strength of their defense edging out one nil wins here and there as they've done in the past two fixtures that's the sign of a good team well Kadish is their captain he's he's a classic center back strong commanding and i always love it when the center back's the captain because they get to see the entire pitch around them okay and and he is just a, a wonderful leader and his his partner Girotto. They are almost telepathic, the way they're working off each other, the way they're supporting one another. And as, as we know, in, in football, it's all about pressure, cover, balance. Those two have got it down. Uh, an interesting 4-3-3. So they're, they're very much uh, an attacking mindset. Uh, El uh, Mahoudini is their holder, and he's very, very consistent. And like you say, up front, you know, Matthias, is, he's, he's got this knack for scoring goals. So I think uh, Pacelis uh, Chamuska, their coach, he's got to be delighted with the start. They haven't played any of the big boys yet, though. So that's going to be the acid test. If they can get results against the big five, well, we're calling it the big four now because Etifaka just falling away. If they can get results against the big four, Alto Wun are for real and they could push for a Champions League place. I don't think they're going to win the league, but Champions League football for this outfit would be just incredible. Nick, listeners already know about my love for Al Nassar. I don't know if that was a cheeky dig at Cristiano Ronaldo's Al Nassar, but Al Tawun, the opening week of the, or no, it was what, the second match day, a 2-0 win away to Al Nassar. Might they be more legit than we give them credit for already? Well, no. Uh, no, because I, th I think they caught El Nassar. Uh, El Nassar had won the... Um, what, yeah, the, it was uh, the domestic cup. The domestic cup the, the day before. Yeah. So it was definitely a weakened team. So I'm not going to give Alto and the big shout out just yet. Once they beat one of the big four who have their starting 11 in front, then, the, then they're for real. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Nick, we have been talking about the Saudi Pro League for 19 and a half minutes now. We've talked about a lot of goal scorers. We've talked about the Golden Boot Race. One man we've not talked about is Kareem Benzema, who looks like pick he picked up a first half injury this past week. We have no idea how long he's going to be out. How big of a blow is that, Nick? I mean, this, I think this is huge because w without a shadow of doubt, he is he's the big stars of the league. Um, 
and the 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 sad thing for me is that he is usually very durable you know when he when he plays for madrid he was never injured uh and so i think this is this is going to be a big concern for the team um now what is the injury though this is this is the thing that's making me arousing my suspicions no one's talking about the injury he's injured but what is the injury and when that happens it usually signifies to me that the injury may be a little bit worse than than people are thinking because you know usually it's a it's a knock sprained ankle maybe you know tweaked his knee maybe a little hamstring strain but nothing hmm i mean i'm, I'm putting my detective hat on uh i saw you know when i saw him come out it didn't look terrible but it's 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 a tough one so listeners if you're out there if you've got any information about benzema's injury let us know yeah particularly tough when you look at al itihad we, we keep every week we're talking them more and more up to this week we're talking about the champions stay perfect well their next fixture is against Al-Hilal. Nick, it's definitely the big derby of this weekend's action. What's your pick looking forward to this weekend? Wow. The two unbeatens. I mean, it's... it's what's, what's the equivalent? It's, it's, it's Madrid versus Barcelona. Um, you know, I, I, I have to say that I, I have to go with Al-Hilal because without Benzema, I don't, think, uh, I don't think they're the same team. So, yeah, I'm going to go Al-Hilal. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1. And I suggest everybody watch this game. It's on Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. So that's... Uh, 2 p.m. for all of us East Coasters. Nick, Nick and I are repping East Coast and West Coast. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, and I think it's a day off school for, for many kids as well. Yeah, that's true. The long weekend coming up and what a way to start this weekend's action. Nick, it's actually something we've never talked about here on the Saudi soccer show, but I think for football fans, soccer fans all across the United States and all across the world, to me, this is a very unique part of what makes the Saudi Pro League so special is that how many of us, Nick, you are just as guilty as I am, if not even guiltier. How much do we go through the week just waiting for the weekend's action? And I love the Saudi Pro League scheduling because it gives us Quite often, midweek action. Nick, I feel like you and I are constantly texting about football these days because the Saudi Pro League not only has a lot of fixtures, but they're different from the weekend action that we're used to in Europe's top leagues. Well, I think I think this is a smart move by the Saudi Pro League in, in terms of scheduling. You know, why do you want to go up against the Premier League? That, that makes no sense whatsoever. You have some of the best players in the world. Give them an audience. And that's what they're doing with this scheduling. I think it's, I think it's really smart. Yeah. Nick, speaking of scheduling, we have to talk about, because this is going to be our last episode before the European and the, for the most part, worldwide transfer window closes. There's a lot still going on in Europe's top leagues, Europe's top clubs when it comes to summer transfer activity. Are you still expecting? I know we talked last week about this and Mitrovic came in and since scored a goal on his debut. What are you still expecting as far as transfer action goes? Well, I think... The European window closes before the Saudi window. So I would not be surprised to see 
a couple of these teams swoop in. We just saw Laporte went from uh, Man City. Okay, he's arriving very, very shortly. He'll be he'll be in action probably this weekend. So I I think there's going to be another couple of big moves. Um, when you tab up the money being spent, obviously the Premier League has spent the most money this year. The Saudi Pro League comes in number two. Yeah, Saudi Pro League spent more than the Bundesliga, Serie A, and La Liga combined. So don't be surprised if there's another couple of monster, monster moves. I mean, we spoke about Salah. Supposedly that's, you know, it's it's not going to happen. But money talks. And if someone goes to Liverpool with £200 million, Liverpool are going to sell Salah. Yeah, I, mean, I want to ask you. Business. Yeah, I want to ask you, you brought it up, Laporte, that's a big signing that's gone a little bit under the radar as far as, you know, we always focus on the attackers, but that's a world-class center back that's leaving the Premier League champions to go play with Cristiano Ronaldo, with Sadio Mane, at Al Nassar. Is that reactive? You think Al Nassar has just been looking to splash the cash after a slow start to the season? Is this a statement that they want to compete in the Champions League this year? Where does he fit in there? Is he going to be immediately the best center back in the league? Oh, I, I, you know what? I love Laporte. He's, got, he's not only can he defend, but he can also score goals. I'm actually quite as, kind of surprised that City have let him go. Obviously, they got some good money for him. Uh, I guess Pep Guardiola is happy with with what with what he's got, but I, I think Laporte is going to be a a superstar in the Saudi Pro League. No two ways about it. He's going to come right in. He's going to fit in, and of course, he's in a great team. Yeah, I want to call this out, Nick, and I, I know it's going to be a running theme throughout the course of the entire season for us is kind of where does the Saudi Pro League fit in within the, the broader world and universe of football? And it just seems like during these episodes, we talk about so many of Europe's top stars. And I think what stands out to me as a bona fide football fan, supporter, football mad is how much it just feels like these stars fit into the Saudi Pro League, whereas we see Messi a class above. We talk about Laporte. He doesn't elevate the league. He comes in and, and matches the league where it is and where it's going. I think that's such an important thing for us to consider when it comes to the transfers that are going to be coming in is this isn't a part-time thing. We saw it in China a few years ago. This isn't one transfer window and we're done. Nick, what does it say about the direction that we're all going in? Well, I think you, you bring up a really good point, actually. Messi goes to MLS and the, the golfing class is, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it almost makes MLS look bad. We've got these superstars coming into the Saudi Pro League and the golfing class isn't that big. I mean, these are great players, but there's, there's, already, there's already competition in this league. There's already great players. There's great homegrown players and they're only going to get better by being surrounded by these world-class superstars. So, you know, we, we said that the Saudi Pro League could be a top five league within two, three years. I'm gonna, I, I, I'm getting very close to changing that statement and saying the Saudi Pro League is gonna be a top five league this year. 
Yeah, I was wondering when you'd, you'd come around to that because I can't agree more, especially looking at the landscape. I mean, I've got my eyes. For example, one league that I like to throw into that just on the cusp of it is the Dutch Eredivisie, but we see the Eredivisie clubs always losing their top talents, and I think that's an exciting thing. Nick, there's so much that we could talk about when it comes to the Saudi Pro League. What are you watching between this weekend's action? We talked about the big fixture, of course, that's coming up between Al-Itihad and Al-Halal. We talked about the transfer window coming to a close between now and next week's show what are the top things that fans around the world should look out for or tune into when it comes to the saudi pro league this week well i think you've, you've got to look at your boy cr7 i mean he's he's simply on fire scoring amazing goals and his partnership with Mane, i think he's one of the most exciting duos in world football at this moment of time so watch on Saar this weekend Watch Mane, watch Ronaldo, and see them do the business. And let's get this international break out of the way so we can talk about our favorite league, the Saudi Pro League. Yes, couldn't agree more. For those of you here in the United States tuning into the Saudi Pro League, Al Nassar does play Al Hazem this weekend. It's Saturday at 2 o'clock Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. So definitely check it out. That's Nick's match to watch for a very good reason. As Cristiano Ronaldo up top with Sadio Mane. Otherwise, wherever it is that you're tuning into this show, we love seeing our download numbers going up every single week because we know that more and more of you all around the world want to tune in to the most exciting league in the world. I think as far as quality, we don't know where it fits in, but excitement, the Saudi Pro League has it in spades. So very proud about the growing fandom and excitement around this league. We would love a five-star rating and review. It helps the show get to even more listeners and football fans all around the world. And the final thing I'll say is go to SaudiSoccerShow.com. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to play your opinions, your perspectives, your thoughts on your favorite team, your favorite player, your favorite predictions for what's coming in the Saudi Pro League. So you can find all of that at SaudiSoccerShow.com. Nick, parting words, take it away. Well, I've really enjoyed the last four rounds. I think the league is beginning, like I said, the cream is rising to the top. The big derby game that we're going to see this weekend, Etihad against Al-Hilal, I can't wait for when these teams, you know, the, the big boys start playing each other. Al-Hilal Saudi will be just an incredible Neymar game on the pitch. Let's see the Brazilian maestro. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really excited. Yeah, perfect place to leave it. A lot to look forward to. We will see you, as always, next week here on the Saudi Soccer Show.